Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. You can find us on Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music Podcasts, YouTube, and our website, babyboomertales.com. Are you ready for Christmas? If you are listening to this on the release date, that's every Wednesday we release a new episode of Baby Boomer Tales. So if you're listening to this on the Wednesday it's released, then you'll know that Christmas is just a couple of days away. Hope you're all ready. Ready or not, here it comes. It's a nice time of year. I love Christmas season, or the holidays, whatever you want to call it. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's Day, it's just almost special and magical. Time for families to gather. Time to think of those that you love and cherish. Time to wear yourself out trying to pick out gifts for everybody in your life. It can be a very stressful time of year, I understand that. And for a lot of people, it's the worst time of year because for some reason it brings up memories of those we've lost and loved. And it's hard to get past that sometimes. But I just want to encourage you that you can turn that around and hold all that dear in your heart and let it be a motivating factor for you to reach out and love others and show them kindness If you ever heard our podcast from February 17th, 2021, it's episode 108, and the title was A Dark Tale. And it speaks about a very hard time in my life and how it brought me back to my hometown. I had been away from home for a couple years, two or three, I guess. And I came upon some hard, hard things, things that I didn't think I would ever come out of. And see the other side. There's no light at the end of the tunnel for me. And I was putting one foot in front of the other. Trying to survive. Not so much physically. But spiritually. And mentally. And emotionally. So I do kind of understand sometimes. If a person is going through a rough patch. But as I said before. And I'll say it again. No matter how dark. No matter how hopeless, no matter how lonely it seems to be, it's only temporary. It's only temporary. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, stand tall, and believe with all your heart that you are who God intended you to be. Good and right and full of love and full of life, even if you're all by yourself. That part doesn't matter. What matters is our attitude towards it and how we handle it. Well, it took me time to get it together coming out of that dark time in my life. After a while, my mom and dad and youngest brother Don and my sister Jan moved to either western Colorado or to the San Diego, California area. I'm not sure which one they moved to first. My dad would move and then come home after a couple of years and move again and come home after a couple of years after he was retired and all that. Well, my brother John did not want to go. He wanted to stay in my hometown and graduate from high school with all the people he knew. Plus, he had a very serious girlfriend. He did not want to leave. 
and I became John's legal guardian. Basically, he was raising me, but I did have to sign off if he missed school and a few things like that. But I couldn't get motivated, and I couldn't get it together, and I couldn't see the sunny side of life. I was just going through the motions, hanging out in my parents' basement. My dad kept the upstairs all on while they were gone. And I guess I could have moved up there, but my place was downstairs, so John and I basically shared the basement. Well, I wasn't getting any better. I really didn't pal around with any of my buds. I didn't ask any girls out on dates or anything. I just kind of hung out, wasn't productive, didn't have a job, didn't care, didn't have any money, and that didn't seem to be a high priority. Just hung around, tried to start a project and never finish it. Didn't care if I was dirty or if I was clean. Didn't care about most anything. Now I cared about John and I cared about my folks house. Since I was in charge of it, I did take care of it. But to better myself, to go find a job, to go and be a part of society and all that stuff was a low priority for me or no priority at all. I just couldn't focus. I couldn't stay focused. I'd come out of a huge heavy drug situation and maybe that was part of it. But I think it was more of a situation of more of a self-respect deal. And I didn't know how to get there. I really didn't or I didn't care to get there. Well, Christmas time came one year. I think I watched John for two years. I think junior and senior year, we lived together. And one Christmas, my folks came home, and we had Christmas in the basement where we lived. Now, I'm not exactly sure why. The upstairs, like I said, the heat was on, the water was on, everything was working fine. But my folks chose that we would gather in the basement and hand out gifts. And first thing my folks gave me was a book called Something to Do, Someone to Love, Something to Hope for. It wasn't a big book, and I had that book for years. It's kind of a motivational book. I know why they gave it to me, trying to help me pull out of my doldrums. My mother is very sensitive to that, and my dad didn't understand. I'm sure he thought, why doesn't that kid get a job and get on with the program? Looking back, I'm with my dad on that deal. Why didn't I? Feeling sorry for yourself will not get you anywhere in life. That's a fact. Well, the other thing, we exchanged presents and stuff. And the other thing was, they gave me a little box and it was all wrapped up pretty and I started to open it. There in that basement, when I was a little boy, about five years old, right before we moved into that basement, before we built the rest of the house or anything, I remember my mom took me up to the house and dad was laying tile in that basement. We were getting ready to move in and the tile was one of the last things you had to do. These tiles were about a foot square and they were like commercial tiles. And they were one green and then one gray. And the green had gray speckles in it. And the gray one had green speckles in it. And he spread this black stuff. Reminded me of tar 
all over the floor and then he laid these so they weren't like towel you put in your bathroom or anything more like what you would see in a store and that's what we lived on we'd put rugs down or whatever but that whole basement was tiled in that green and gray tile well i opened my gift and i opened it up and i looked in there and i pulled it out and it was a pocket watch and my dad said something to the effect of now you know what time it is and my mother looked at me and said maybe this will help you find a job and get to work on time jim and as i was looking at it not knowing what to think and not really thinking it was a good gift or a bad gift just kind of looking at it i dropped it it fell on that concrete floor that was covered in that commercial tile and it broke i hadn't owned it 20 seconds and I busted it. My dad didn't say a word. I think my mother looked thunderstruck. I picked it up and I looked at it, shook it. It was all bent up, the glasses cracked, and it would not wind up, it would not tick. It was broken. And I thought to myself, well, this is the way it's going, man. I kept that watch for years. As I was preparing for this podcast, I was pretty sure I still had the watch somewhere, but I had only moved 50 times since then. And I looked at my one drawer that I keep almost everything in my office, and I could not find it. I don't know. It's probably gone now. But I know I kept it for 20 years anyway. It got to be a symbol of what I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be someone that was so uninspired that my parents had to give me a watch to try to help me understand that time is fleeting and time is precious. And I go and drop and bust it right then and there. I know this one minister that quit smoking years before and he kept the last pack of cigarettes he owned above the visor in his car for years and years and years as a symbol of, I'm not going to touch you, you sucker, until all the tobacco fell out of those cigarettes and it just kind of disintegrated. That's what I was doing with that watch. Now, it wouldn't have disintegrated like a bunch of cigarettes, but every time I'd look at it and hold it, I would proclaim to myself, my parents gave this to me for Christmas. And I am motivated. And I can do all things. I am my parents' kid. And I am a child of God. Nothing can take me back to where I came from. That dark place has seen the light. I hope you have a nice Christmas. Like I said, it's a wonderful time of year. A time to enjoy children and grandchildren and those you love. A time to reflect on how good life really is, no matter how dark the path may have been at times. Kindness really is a gift from God. Share it everywhere you go. I want you all to have a Merry Christmas, 
So go tell it on the mountain, over the hill, and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain, our Jesus Christ is born. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. So Mary and Joseph had to go to Bethlehem to pay their taxes like Caesar had ordered. Mary was very pregnant and that was okay with Joseph because he trusted God and it was okay with Mary because she knew God. And when they got to Bethlehem, the town was so crowded with people from out of town there to pay their taxes that there was no room at the inn. The innkeeper took pity on the couple because she was great with child. And he let them stay over in a stable where he kept the animals. And that night, Mary had her baby. And all of heaven rejoiced. And the angels came to earth, a mighty chorus of thousands and thousands of angels shepherds saw them and instead of being so afraid they ran down to the town to worship the newborn baby. Blessed be Emmanuel, Jesus Christ our Lord.